You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Maybe I'm crazy, but I have solved Game of Thrones. I'm what? very excited about it. What do you mean? How does one solve Game of Thrones? Um, I just know things. I drink and I know things. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking and knowing things. And now I mean, you, got... you have to get the Game of Thrones reference there. No. God, you're such a noob. What, what is that drink in that? The Red Wedding? No. What is this? I don't know. I mean, it's your favorite, it's your favorite character, Tyrion Lannister. What are we I drink and I know things. It's like a notorious line that he has in the, in the All show. All right. Good start. Yes, strong. <laughs> Maybe I'm Casey, maybe I'm Casey, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not. Welcome to Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. That's Brandon Newman. Yes, yes. I'm new. Hello. Hola. I'm Joy Taylor. Uh, yes, it's Taylor's birthday. Hey. Happy birthday. Prince of Privilege. Um, we're going to talk about Princes of Privilege today, coincidentally. Just Kyle Corbin. You guys have the same haircut, so. Woo, and the same face, some would say. Skin color, all that. <laughs> You know uh, you're down on that, which we'll, uh, we'll obviously let you weigh what? in because uh, it's your birthday and oh, because yeah. I, I care about your opinion. I came it. around. You you convinced me to read the whole thing. I came around. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. yeah there's, it's. You know what? There's value in reading. Yes. More than the headline. I know it's difficult. That's what I saw once yes. on a video on the internet, but it's or continued. the first paragraph. Right. Uh, perhaps doing some research beyond the meme that you come across. People don't like doing research before even tweeting. It's 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 I mean, insane. I was like, what a just revolutionary that idea that people don't like to actually find out what the truth is, or I don't know, do homework. Did what you enjoy doing more? homework, nerd? I did actually. It was like <laughs> seclusive. Okay, well that's it's it, it translates Therapy. into adulthood. Like yeah. people do not like to go the extra one second to figure yeah. out what's going on. Hey. I suggested you read the whole thing and probably change your opinion, and it did. Yeah, I came around a little bit. It's still. It's it's cringy. He wrote uh, cringe a couple cringe. times yeah. while I was he cringing. So we'll get to but, that later. Yeah, a good first step. I mean, um, white people are cringy. What? You're married to a white woman. I know. That's all I know. <laughs> cringe all the time. Uh, by the way, uh, congratulations to me. I finally gave Brandon. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, which I hope you like. I, I feel, think. Yeah. I think you will. I, I I Joy usually makes people open gifts. In front of people, in front of her, but we're gonna. Well, I, I usually, I, I, I had you guys usually. open uh, the Christmas gifts together, you, and it was, it so was, that we could share a, in the moment. It was a right now thing. Right, I'm and not gonna I, make you, know you open I mean? your wedding gift in front of me. Yeah, I know Michelle's not here, so. Right, exactly. Yeah, That's joint. mainly the reason why. I learned now. Um, yeah. Group togetherness. Also, happy uh, almost birthday, or if you're watching right now and yes. it's tomorrow. Happy birthday to Michelle! Happy birthday, wifey! Happy birthday! We're trying to go. We might do something. She likes experiences more than gifts, so we got to do something. Maybe, what are you going to do? Um, maybe go to Phoenix this weekend. Oh, okay. You know so you're going to do something like tomorrow. Yeah, no, 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 no. Just okay. like, yeah, just go, yeah. Maybe like... Phoenix must be nice this time of year. Is it? It's going to get hot here. It's hot in L.A. again. It's like summertime mm, in L.A. No, uh, that's no, that's a lie. You're lying no. to the people now. You're that's not, it's not even close. I already caught a sunburn, so it's officially summer. I'm telling you. It's out here. Get your bodies right. Can't you get sunburn on like a mountain? 
Oh, on Overcast Day? Yeah, but only in summer does do it. Does it actually happen? Um, also, shout out to Baylor uh, for winning the N- the women's NCAA tournament, uh, which also had its highest attendance in 15 years. Um, <sighs> Hartford, Notre Dame Hartford girls those, uh, on those free throws, huh? It's rough. It was a great game, though. It was a great. It game. was a great game. It was a great game. Super it was very emotional. exciting, yeah. and that's yeah, shout that's... out to the women at Notre Dame. I did a great job. Muffet is a goat. She'll yeah, be there she again. What a representation between the two head coaches, just like just leadership in that in basketball in general. Yeah, it it's was a awesome. Great game. Shout out to Baylor, who's yeah. like the, the coming up on the new uh, like dynasty now because they are they joined UConn and Tennessee as uh, women's teams to win at least three championships in the NCAA era. Yeah. So this one hurt worse than losing to Brittany Griner in 07 because it was Brittany Griner. It was like yeah, like she can dunk on everybody. <laughs> this was tough. Yeah. No, well, it was a good game either way. Yes. Anyway, uh, we'll have Eddie House on today. <laughs> yes. It's a big day in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played with Dwayne Wade. Dwayne yeah. Wade's last home game um, and then final game, obviously, of his career is tomorrow. But last home game is tonight. Um, wow. So we'll talk about that and the NBA playoffs. Talk about Zion. Obviously, congratulations to Virginia winning yes. the NCAA tournament last Cavaliers. night in a very exciting game. Uh, I may have called that. Uh, not a big deal. Okay. Um, you pick that. one team or the other. I picked the right one. Who cares? Uh, oh, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Antonio Brown's doing a lot of things, unacceptable internet things. Uh, we got to talk about LeBron, Kyle Korver, as you mentioned, WrestleMania, Aaron Rodgers um, doesn't get how PR works, Game of Thrones, yes, um, golf, snitches, woo, uh, get stitches, mm-hmm. um, Saban being cranky old man, and um, Old Town Road sweeping the nation, <laughs> making people like country music. Lil Nas X out here. We'll get to that later. Yes. Um, all right. But let's start with Eddie House. All right. Eddie House, welcome back. Hey. What's happening? What's so good happening? to have good you. you. Chilling. Um, congratulations to Virginia on a big win last night. What did right. you think of the game? It was a good game. A lot better than what we thought was what it was going to be. Uh, we thought it was going to be a low-scoring game. And ended up, I didn't think so. I don't know why everyone thought that. Because of the pace that Virginia plays at. If you look at all the games they played, except the one against Purdue, were all real low-scoring games. 350 or 350 in you pace. Know what I mean? They're and, the lowest of the all And they lured teams basketball. into playing their game right. all the time. It, it, I've never seen anybody be like, okay, we're not going to play Virginia style. They always play their style. But shout out to them because they executed on on both sides of the on both sides of the ball, um, offensively and defensively. The, on the defensive end, think about the, the regulation play. Mm-hmm. Executed the defense perfect. Knew the, the the ball was going to the corner. Defense right. didn't fall for no pump. Didn't jump. Didn't foul. They did everything perfect. Then they executed the play at the end when DeAndre Hunter got the shot. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what it was with Virginia. They just out executed and just was super disciplined. What do you think of the idea that? It's better, at least for college basketball, to build a team around guys that are going to be there for three or four years than mm. try and recruit one and dones. Well, it, it, I think you got to have a combination of both to be successful. In, I mean, even though Virginia has a different model of that, is when when the when the players grow, it, that's where you get that discipline, though. You know, they've been in the system, so right. they're able to grow with that system and know that system. That's why you've seen Virginia being so good. It's important for a school like Virginia or certain coaches who recruit a certain way or have a certain style that they, you have players grow with you. But if you're a big-time college coach, it doesn't matter. You're going to be able to win because you're going to get the most talent. And for the most part, the reason why they don't win national championships is because they just haven't been tested in those moments together. And then also just 
learning somebody's philosophy and, and knowing it through and through, it takes some time. And these guys are only with the coach for like maybe six, seven months. Right. right. So it's hard for, for them to really go out and implement everything that or, or execute everything that the coach is implementing. What did you think of Zion in the tournament, just in Duke in general? Because obviously they were, the, you know, the biggest draw to the tournament and everyone's watching Zion and then kind of had an early exit for what their expectations were, of course. But what did you think of him in the tournament? I, unbelievable. For a guy that, that needs the ball, you know what I mean? Like somebody right. has to get, or he has to go get it off the glass. For somebody that does that night in and night out, he's putting up 20 and 10, he's rebounding. You can't keep him off the glass. He's, he's a treat to watch because you've never seen somebody with that type of body be so explosive and athletic. Like, mm -hmm. Usually they are just strong, brolic, right. you know what I mean, and right. not really playing. Like a, a Zebo. He's like Zach Randolph, right. but Ooh. with bounce. Yeah. You know, left-handed and everything. Yeah. And that usually you usually don't get that. But he doesn't have a skill like Zach Randolph does. No. Like, what, what, what do you think his skill that he can lean on in the NBA when he's in that eighth minute and really gassing up in his first half of the NBA season? He's going to have to learn it this summer. I think Doesn't right now he's been able to get away with just being super athletic, just being more talented, more athletic, bigger than everybody, stronger. Now you're going to meet some guys that are just as strong, that mm -hmm. are just as fast, just as athletic, just as quick. Um, so it's going to come down to, to what he's gonna, what work he's going to put in this summer. Um, and he's going to have to have a couple go-to moves. He, he doesn't have anything. He has one move, and that's go to the basket and spin. Go to the basket yeah. and spin. Go to the basket. Everybody's going to be on that. He's going to get charges. Mm -hmm. He almost had a charge in the UCF game because they yeah. were right on top of that play. And, you know, you don't want to make that call at the end of the game. Right. But I think that would have been a charge in the first half, which it still should have been a charge right. then if you're going to call in the first half. But they would have called that a charge in the first half. But if there's a player who needs to develop a skill in the Him. summer with the team that he's on, is that a first-round draft pick? Like you saw Markel Fultz clearly needed to work on some things and that he never got a chance to really work on that. Well, I tell you, with Markel Fultz, him being the number one pick, and this is I'm not sh sh uh, shooting a shot at him, but you got to I mean he was just three years removed from not even playing on varsity. You know, he didn't yeah. play varsity to his yeah. junior year, so he played two years of varsity basketball, then one year of college basketball, and really didn't play that year because he was hurt mm -hmm. and was the number one pick. To me, that's a mistake because he doesn't have a body of work right. where you could be like, okay, I could draw for, and he was just on JV. Four years ago. I mean, come on. Yeah. Now you're the number no, one pick yeah. and you're not seven feet tall. It doesn't make sense. But um, he moves the needle, though. Zion moves the needle. You got to look at when when they hand him the paper and say, okay, look, see, this? there's the numbers that are going to go up right here for season ticket sale. Okay. Mm -hmm. You see these journeys and the merchandise? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, we got to get him. Yeah. We got to yeah, draft no, he's, him. He's got to go number one overall, whether he needs to develop. I mean, all the players need to develop. Like, no but some are more, more off. More than yeah. others. But he, he, he has that X factor that right. you can't. It you can't develop like he yeah exactly like he pops off the screen and i don't think it's just because like, you can argue like all right he's playing around other college kids so you know his man body is going to pop off the screen no matter what but john moran is not Ooh. some imposing yeah. figure and he is electric plays like it yeah well you know with john Morant and a perfect place for him to go um, I think would be Phoenix because they need a, a point guard they got Devin Booker yeah. right yeah. killer they got DeAndre Ayton, double-double um, this year. Mm -hmm. They need a facilitator, and that's what John Moran is. That's what made him so special. That was crazy for me this year watching him because I didn't get a chance to watch him until the tournament. Right. And that first game, he got everybody. He's a, you never see the guy who's the man 
right? The man could go out and get 30 every single night, be like, no, I'm already, I'd rather get 15 assists, and then I'll get 15 points, or I'll go get 20 if I need to. And that's what he is. He's a pass-first guy, so he he's going to translate to the league. He's going to come in right away and be ready. Yeah, like, He kind of reminds too. me of – I hate putting who you remind me of, but like I'll, I'll say a smaller version of Penny Hardaway, who is Ooh. a facilitator, but then super athletic because he'll finish – at the rim, mm-hmm. on you at the rim, and he can finish with either hand. He needs to develop his jump shot a little bit more, but his athleticism offensively and his skill set is, is tailor-made for the league. Kind of like how Trey Young came in and he didn't miss yeah. a beat, you know, because what he did best is facilitate. Right. The, the point's going to come. Once you start passing and getting mm-hmm. guys open, more gaps, more lanes open up for yourself. Yeah, you can tell he's very cerebral. He reminds me of um, Baron Davis at UCLA. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Because a lot of people were comparing him to Westbrook, but I think that he doesn't. Westbrook is more of like a power imposing player, and Playboy he wasn't Zion. a traditional point guard no. either. He got so, drafted as an athlete, right, right? Exactly, and that John Morant is is different in that regard. So, uh, two of your teammates were involved in an internet scuffle. Not that they, well, one of your teammates was, or old yeah. teammates. The other one did not. Because um, he's still playing, um, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Paul Pierce um, decided to say something egregious on television. And he did, he did not he did not get a lot of people to agree with him. But you've played with both Paul Pierce and Dwayne Wade, and Paul feels um, inexplicably, in my opinion, that his career is better than Dwayne Wade's. What do you think? What else Paul's supposed to say? D I mean, Wade had a better career mean? than me. What do you mean? Yeah, he like, won those three champs. Only won one. No, 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 he no, better be no. no. Uh, look, look. Do you quarterback speak. Can I quarterback speak for a second? Uh, real quick. What's quarterback right, speak? What? What? This, 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 the, the, what you supposed to say? I'm Paul. Right, yeah. I need to start straight. Yeah. At the uh, blazer on. Is this what he's supposed to say? Yes. Okay. Ask me a question. I forget how I was asking. Who, yeah, I know. Who had a better career between yourself and Dwayne Wade? I think I gave the game all that I had to give. I think Wade is an incredible all-time player. We're both all-time players. It's kind of unfair to compare both of our legacies. But, you know, I feel like I had the career that I wanted, and I have a lot of respect for Wade and everything he's accomplished. Okay, that's good. Chauncey, what do you think? That was nice. Yeah, that was that was, that was yeah. What, what, so what does so, he have to say? What do you want? Now I I push back. Paul said what he said. That's Paul though. See, if he would have said okay, that, that wouldn't have been Pete. We've been like he fake up there. That ain't but, even Paul. But but what do you think? I, th- I what do I think about them two? Yes. I think they're two. It's, it's like, okay, what kind of ice cream do you like? Cookies and cream or Rocky Road? They're both good. What mood am I okay. in for? Okay, keep in mind, keep in mind this. And this is why I didn't what like the mood no, for. No, keep in mind this. I, this is why I didn't like about Paul Pierce's quote. At the end of it, he said, Who did I play with? Who? Yeah, you can't, huh? Well, at the beginning of, of his that's career. That's a shot of you. And, that, and that's why. And no, that's it why ain't because we won a championship. He wasn't talking about that year. Minus that year, he talking about. Minus that year. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't be like, talk, you, you, well, you look at the roster between Dwayne Wade and Paul Pierce. You can't line those up and say, yeah, I had stop. worse players. He's just saying Get that he didn't play with a Shaq, but he played with KG. And, but, but none of them were, like, in their prime at that time. That's all he was alluding to. But what else he's supposed to say? Man, he's a first battle Hall of Famer. D-Wade, a first battle yeah. Hall of Famer. True. I want the ball in even as clutch as D-Wade is, but I tell you what, if the game is on the line, Paul Pierce is getting that basketball. If I need a stop, defensive stop on a yeah. guard, D-Wade is getting that defensive assignment. Yeah. So they're both good. Like I said, you like cookies and cream, and, and I like cookies and cream and Rocky Road. Well, what do I feel like having today? What's my flavor? That's how I look at it. Yeah, arguing Can't go wrong with score, either. Arguing who better score, I, I, I think that debate's more fair that versus is. like overall career. That better score that will be a tough one, Paul right Pierce there. Because Paul Pierce made some tough shots. He did, so but, did then, Wade. but D. Wade led the league in scoring. 
What's the teammate you defending right now? I said both of them. Okay. Yeah, okay. It kind of sounds like like you're leaning a little weight. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> Wade is it's actually his last home game tonight uh, in Miami. It's going to be an emotional night for Heat fans. I don't know if you saw the Budweiser clip. That no, I didn't see it. Out. I was okay. seeing y'all. Yeah. Colin was Colin crying. Was crying. Yeah. I, Colin, he really cried. Yeah, he, he was really he crying. Really cried like cried three times. He cried three times. I, <laughs> I, thought, he was I, was I thought he was actually, playing. Actually, he cried four. He cried four because he was in hair and makeup with me earlier before the show, and he was watching it. And he was like, "How how are you not crying?" Which of course I teared up, but you know I'm a man. So I, I don't, I, you know, just, 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 just crying. You manned baseball. up. Uh, yeah, you know, like there's just certain times where, yeah. I, first of all, I do not like crying in front of people. I was like, too many people I in the room. I can't deal with those. Like, what's wrong? It's just the touching yeah. and everyone just becomes very involved. Right. It's not for me. So I don't My like crying business. in front of people. Yeah, it's, Let me cry in peace. Yeah, I, I'm very, I'm very <laughs> like, much... Nobody want to cry. And you be... Uh, so a lot of times people ugly when they cry. Too. Oh, I'm like, look at oh, that oh, ugly yeah. face. Oh, I'm hideous. Can you fix that, please? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Kim Kardashian level ugly when I cry. So I'm not trying to cry in front of other people. But yeah, he cried like four times. The point is it's a very nice touching piece about basically the impact that Wade's had on Miami and it's going to be an incredibly emotionally night, uh, emotional night tonight. But you played with Wade, so what? What? What's your best way of describing like Wade as a, a teammate and a player, like the impact that he's had on the NBA? Well, just as far as the NBA, him being a, I think he's a great ambassador for the league. Uh, mm-hmm. He's done everything the right way. Uh, and you can talk about it in his own home. He adopted his uh, nephew, I believe, to to live with him because they his situation in his household wasn't wasn't that good. He just has a huge heart. I mean, you know, you've been in Miami and know how much that city loves him, how much he's done for that city, and and it, unless you're around him, you really don't know how big his heart is. And and it, like what you see is what you get with D Wade. You know, ain't no, there's no sugarcoating anything. There's no, uh, I act a certain way. He's one of the most genuine teammates that I was around as far as he cared about everybody the same exact way. And he'll listen to an issue that you had just like he would listen to an issue that LeBron had, Mm -hmm. and that's his best friend. And I think that's why you see the love that he's receiving on his farewell tours because of the great person that he was. Everybody understands what he meant to this to this league and what he's done in this league, but it's what he's done away from that and how he's carried himself and how he's went about doing it. I think everybody appreciates that, and um, that's why he's getting so much love. Yeah, he's going to have a statue outside of uh, American no Airlines for sure. Um, so the playoffs are approaching. Uh, who do you like in the East? And, it, I mean, it's Golden State, right? Yeah, everybody knows. only team I think could be Golden State in the West is Rubber Rockets. But, but well, okay, obviously. But like, do the Rockets are they gonna do the rocket thing they do? I don't, I don't know, man. That, that, you year. know, but I know it's different team. But you never know. You never know what you're gonna get. And I mean, is James still gonna be as strong as because putting all the men, all logging all the minutes as mm-hmm. as many games? But he had to do that for them to get back. Will he be fresh for the playoffs? Can he hit a reset button? Will uh. Well, Chris, can Chris Ball stay healthy throughout the playoffs? That's been a big issue for him. Well, I think health is going to be an issue. Not an issue, but it's going to be a big factor for both teams. Because, I think more know, so the teams. Rockets because Rockets are, you know, they right. used to getting banged. I mean, right. they always yes. get banged up. They have a history of, of getting hurt, especially Chris Paul. That's the yeah. one one I worry about the most. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about when they were playing poor and he broke his finger. I mean, on the just reaching, like he has the worst luck, yes. especially in the playoffs. So that's something that I'm watching for. And in the East, I, I like Toronto. I just think if – I think Toronto's bench is Raptors. solid, and then when you when you look at the matchups, you know playoffs comes down to matchups, right. individual matchups. The game's gonna shrink. I think they have more guys that could beat any other game. If you look at their roster, I think they have more one-on-one matchups that they can win yeah. than any other team. Yeah. I mean, I just think that they have everyone sleeping on Kawhi. 
I, I mean, I know it's like, what have you done for me, me lately? And this is the, we just forgot the, mm-hmm. what Kawhi Leonard is. And Danny Green and Kyle Lowry's been there before. They're not this. I, it's not the same Van East. Fleet, Siakam yeah, is it's the Siakam, Yeah, like there's not. It's not the same Siakam. East that it was when LeBron was there. Like they're a great regular season open. team. It is wide yeah. open. I know everyone's sleeping on the Bucks. Everyone. I don't know, man. I know I'm like that too, man. All year they've been ball. I've been trying to be like. I'm like, man, I'm not sure about the Bucks, but they just keep Balling. winning. But yeah. it's a different story in the playoffs now. You're going to know every single play. You're not worried about getting to the next city because y'all have a back-to-back. You're locking in. And now are you? your game plan is going to keep Greek Freak out of the lane, right? That's your and, and stop from dunking. Easier said than done, but there can be a game plan for that. I don't think that Toronto, there you can game plan and take the best player out of the game. Yeah. I, but I, looking at statistics and trends is a real thing in the NBA and sports in general. The Bucks are one of the only. Well, they've won. They've won forty-five games by double digits this season, and every team in NBA history who has done that has gone on to win a championship. Now, you could talk about how weak the East is this year, about all those games being win, but they're going to the West and performing like that too. I, I am dismissing the Bucks as well, but numbers like that are glaring. It makes me think going into series. You got to think about them differently than what you thought about them in the past. Well, the other thing too, you have to history. You remember what Coach Budenholzer Holder did, Holder did in um, in Atlanta. They had the best record, and they end up losing early on. Mm. And I want to say it was the first round, right? I and don't. I mean, I think they'll make it to the to the finals. Like I think they're going to make it to finals? the Eastern Conference Finals. But I, I just I don't know. And and look, we're all just forgetting about Boston too. I do, I think Boston has a internal problem. It's some stuff going on inside of that locker room, um, some underlying tension and dissension, I think, uh, between players. And you, you you see that on the court, and then you hear it by what they say. Yep. So it's some it's some it's some finger point going on. It's some I believe it's some clicking up going on in there yeah, where sure. we over here kicking it, talking about them, and they over there talking about us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you see that on the play. That's why I think they're being consistent. Uh, and I'm not sure if Kyrie is buying into Brad Stevens. I think that Ooh. it comes down to Brad Stevens' system does not work for Kyrie. And you have a star player who is an, is kind of more of an ISO player. And you got to adjust your system. You also have a roster, though, that got you to the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, yeah, I but mean, I also think when you talk about it's not working for him, I mean, Kyrie had a stretch there where he was averaging 20-plus and 10 assists, where the system looked like, man, he was benefiting from that system. I mean, it can, but I just I think it's I think it's a mixture of, of all those things, and like not buying into Brad Stevens. I think the system doesn't always work for him, right. and I think there's some dissension in the locker room. But mm-hmm. I don't think Kyrie's going to be there next year. So the the big conversation going into the free agency period is is Kevin Durant going to leave Golden State, which right. I firmly believe he's going to New York, and I think Kyrie is going to. Um, I also kind of hope that that's what's going to happen yeah, not, yeah. because I root for content and chaos. But I I mean, look, they have the the first and only all. African American front office, president, GM, and coach. The Knicks. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I heard right. that. Right. right. I did not hear about that. Kevin Durant. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. First no one like about talks that. about okay. it, but yeah. they do. Yeah. And Kevin Durant, Fisdale's beloved mm-hmm. around the league. He Kevin Durant has a relationship with Perry because he drafted him in. Seattle, which those relationships matter. Important. Kevin Durant has no problem leaving somewhere. He has his championship, so he's validated on that. They're likely going to win another one this year. But look, if they win another one this year, right, 
How do you leave and not go for four straight? You have to come back and test that four straight. I'm sorry. Ah. Sign a one-year deal. No. Sign a one. You have to. What are you talking about? Think about this. Where would that put them as far as probably the one of the best dynasties? Who's they one four are. straight? No, they're not. Jordan went three. Oh, yeah, okay, Jordan okay, already okay, did okay, three. Okay, they did that okay, twice. Okay, okay. So if you go four, nobody, nobody in our time has done it. When, no, I'm I'm with you. I think I think that that would change everything. That has for to Kevin play Durant. in his head. I don't think he's made a decision yet. I'm just thinking. I'm just saying that there's a lot of factors pointing to he he might go to New York. At the very least, I think Kyrie is going to New York. And look, if they go to New York, right? You say Kyrie and KD. Well, who else they got? Have you seen who's coming back? Who their else roster. Do they need. Them two ain't getting it done. I don't care. Kevin Durant's the best player in the league, and yeah, they have a number one overall draft pick. You need more than two players. Well, they don't have the number one overall draft pick, but they're going to get a high draft pick. What if they get? Okay, so let's say they don't get the first pick. When Chris Bosh went down and it was D Wade and LeBron, they weren't the same team. You need a third. You need a third and fourth and solid player. So what if they have? They have Zion, Katie, and Kyrie. Zion's not going to get it. You, so you're depending on him to be a third option first year. With no, where we just talk about no skill set. Okay, let's get crazy then. What if it's John Morant, Kyrie, and KD? John Morant, Kyrie, you think that fits? Two ball dominants? Mm. I don't think it works. RJ Barrett, KD, still and Kyrie. Need, but then he's the third option. You still need more. I still more. think you need more, but you always, like any team is going to need Dennis more. Smith, got, they got I'm, Dennis Smith Jr. over there. Cool. You don't need more in the East. I'm cool. Exactly. I'm yeah, cool with KD, Kyrie. Yeah. R.J. Barrett. And who? And anybody else? Yeah. That's not LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh. Because that's basically what that was. Well, it was no, like them three and then everybody else. Who is Wade, Chris Bosh, and, and LeBron? Hmm? Who? Who is that? Like, where? Where's that even possible? That's close. I'll tell you what. You get I'll Kevin tell you Durant. where it's at over in Golden State. They got five. They got five of them cats over there. Now, now to bring this back to this injury thing, that you're talking about going to Golden State. Am I mistaken, or has, has Cam? Cam, I'm sorry. Has Steph Curry had a playoffs where he's been healthy the entire time? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Has he made a run through all the playoffs? Has he? Yeah. Has, every, is that, is that every the one, run. Is that the one? Is that the one that y'all won? Without without KD. I can't remember which one, but we won three though. So it's tough. To all God. I'm saying is there's injuries. Now he's trying to low key stunt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's injuries. I'm saying there's <laughs> it's injuries. His birthday. Don't mind him. There's oh, injuries. happy birthday! Yes, happy birthday, Helen. <laughs> there's injuries. There's injuries. That the Warriors sustained during these playoffs runs all the time, and they still end up winning. You talk versus, about versus uh, the Houston Rockets when they get someone down, it's a wrap. But look at the the pieces you're talking about. If if KD, True. this is the thing with Golden State, and nobody wishing this on anybody. But the only way I feel that they could get beat is if two yes. cats somehow something happens. Yeah. It has to be two, but. I don't see them getting beat. And Iguodala compared to Chris Paul, will you knock it off? I, that somebody, ain't the same. Somebody, one, one person has uh, NBA Finals MVP. Yeah, they okay. go. That should have been LeBron. No, but that should have. Really, you think he out? You think he outplayed anybody? Steph should have got that. He didn't outplay Steph. He just was guarding LeBron, and they said, "Oh, he locked up LeBron. LeBron damn near averaged a triple double." They just won the series, and they had to give okay. it to somebody. They didn't want to give it to the little light skinned dude. I want I want Kevin Durant. I want Kevin Durant to leave because I want return of the Steph. We've been losing out on watching Steph Curry in his prime. He's taking a back seat. Let Kevin Durant do his thing. Let him be seen as the best player. I, I, I on do the think Warriors. we've kind of been taking taking Steph Curry's greatness for granted Steph because Curry of Kevin Durant. Be, yeah, he's gonna be right back where he was as soon true. as KD leaves. That is true. Well, thanks again for joining us. Appreciate good. it. Thanks, um, I appreciate you. For it sure. was uh, it was a good time. Good conversations about Wade, and um, you know, it was important that you pointed out that that he had a better career than Paul Pierce. I think that's what, that's what we learned today. I didn't really say that, uh, but I know you want me to say that. But I really didn't say. It. It's you see how right. you snuck it in? Yeah. It's all right. She's no, like, he didn't really take say this that. While you're on your way out. <laughs>
No, thanks, Eddie. Yep, it's all good. With it. With it. We about to turn up in this bitch. All right. What am I winning or quitting today? In 2015, Juju Smith-Schuster reached out via DM to Antonio Brown. Juju was at USC and AB was an all-pro wide receiver in the NFL. And yesterday, Brown posted a screen grab of a DM on Instagram, but Mr. Big Chest since deleted the post. This is a foul, to say the least. Joy. John Gruden and the Raiders should be worried about Antonio Brown in the locker room. Quit it or quit it? No, not absolutely quit it because what? that nothing about this should be news. Like as egregious as we all collectively feel this is, Antonio Brown. This is new news. Being Mr. Big Chest. I mean, I think if you were worried about him being a problem in the locker room, you wouldn't have signed him. I mean, me and being Mr. Big Chest and being Mr. Petty Thumbs is two completely different okay, things. Okay, look, normally I'm here for the Petty, as we know. Yes. I am Queen Petty. Mm-hmm. It's right there. Right. Um, Shout out. We do a segment called Petty Court. It's a thing. Um, I wear a big crown. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm usually here for the Petty, not but this is this. not Petty because in order for something to be Petty, it has to be effective. Like, it has to have okay. some sting. And this is all just a collective, huh? Which is why he deleted it. But not a bad look? Of course it's a bad look. This is what I'm getting to. I don't think okay. that Antonio Brown is news, like, as far as, like, being extra and, like, being a personality and doing reactionary things. I think we pretty much were past that when he went Facebook Live in the locker room after the Patriots game yeah. or after before the game for the Patriots. Like, we know what Antonio Brown is. So as far as the Raiders being worried, like... You, I mean, where have you been? Like, I, I supported Antonio Brown throughout this whole situation, but this has gotten off the rails. So Juju and him have been going back and forth, and it, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call it ugly. It's just kind of, it's mostly been petty. Right. And then this happened. So he posted this DM. Uh, What's up, AB? Uh, this is a DM from Juju Smith-Schuster to Antonio Brown, as you mentioned, right. when he was at SC. I'm a receiver at SC. I appreciate all your work. You're a great man on off the field. Do you have any tips that can help take my game to the next level? Thanks, man. A screenshot and he posted on Instagram. Now here's the thing. When I first saw this, I was like, ooh, that could go so badly. First of all, when you are posting a DM, mm-hmm. as we all know, anyone who has the internets and uses social media devices, if you're going to post a DM, you always ask the person whose message you're posting if it is okay yes. if they if you post the message. Yes. You almost put the question, can I post this in the screenshot? You know what I mean? Like the request, can I put this up? Like that, I would like to see that in the screenshot like as well. Like on the actual yeah, screenshot, like, like on the actual, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you take the extra precaution. Like yeah. if, even if you're posting a text that someone mm-hmm. sent you, like can I share this? It's not something, because it's a private message. Right. It's not like someone tweeted something to you and you retweeted it. Mm-hmm. Like had Juju tweeted this to him and he retweeted it, then I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Like right. it's still kind of weird. No red flag. But well, yeah. it's not an issue. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't, he looks silly in this in this regard because there's nothing that he said that is wrong. Like Juju Smith-Schuster's paying like respects to the greatness that Antonio Brown was at that moment right. and asking for advice. So it's nothing embarrassing about that. Has anyone not asked for advice from someone that they respect before? Uh, yeah, everyone in this room. So what? how does this make him look bad like what what did juju say that he doesn't respect him like he does that he doesn't think he's good like if if juju was like i never asked for anything from you i think you're whack like i've never respected you and then he posts this right 
okay, understandable. But this just came out of a complete back and normal back and forth. And they tried to bookend it with this, like it, the copy was hashtag on to the next. It's like, wait a minute, what? Like, on why, to the what next is this, what? Yeah, what is this? What is this here for? So it's since been deleted, which is wise. Um, but I, 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 but the whole thing about just posting the DMs is like, you don't. People don't remember what they've DM'd people before. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's just not a good look. You know what I mean? I, I don't I don't like it. I've been a big supporter of Antonio Brown throughout this whole process. It's time to move on. Everyone needs to go their separate ways. We get it. Things did not end in Pittsburgh. Well, understood. Please, literally, on to the next. Like, you're with the Raiders now. Stop talking about the Steelers. Stop talking about Juju. Stop talking about Ben. We get it. Things did not end well. We're done here. Like we are finished. Yeah, and this I'm, is from coming from Queen Petty. I was gonna put this in Petty Court today, but we had to find a place to talk about Game of Thrones, so I put it here. Okay. <laughs> so the, the the thing about it is, is we're done. Like Petty Court official, this is ended. I am the queen of Petty. I have deemed it done. We're done with this. We're we're collectively canceling the rest of this this beef. I mean, I'm 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 closer to canceling AB than anything else, but. Uh no, I think he's gonna have a huge year in fantasy and make a lot of people. I happy. don't know if he's I don't know if he cares about playing football, but we'll move on. Where Joy was right, in the last few days, LeBron James has sat down with multiple news stations in Los Angeles explaining what went wrong during the first season with the Lakers. King James said, nobody expected for injuries to happen the way that they did to our franchise this year. Joy, LeBron is using his injury as a scapegoat for this disastrous Lakers season. Wit it or quit it? Um, I would wit it, but I don't think that it's an excuse. I think it is a reason. I think it's the biggest reason why... This season has gone the way that it has. So you can point to a lot of things. You can point to... Quality, this is quality control. The damage control. Damage control. Yeah, I mean, he he needs to hire Olivia Pope immediately. Mm. Like, Olivia Pope on the job. We got to... And gotta, her we team. Re- Everybody. Yeah, every, all hands on deck. Yeah. All right? We even need the fixer guy that kills I was about people. to say, I, I haven't watched in a while, but I don't, I don't know who's still alive, but... Whoever's still oh, around. Yeah, I stopped watching a long time ago. I mean, yeah, because yeah, a lot of people died. Well, people I did. mean, it just got to the point where it's like, we get it. Right. The president loves you. You love him back. It just is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it's the same with Sons of Anarchy. I love Sons of Anarchy. But after a while, yeah. it's like, dude, the whole reason I started watching the show is because you're badass bikers who are criminals. Like, yes. Criminals don't just all of a sudden just start snitching on each other. Like, everything you're doing is non criminal like. Stop making criminals have babies in these shows. I'm not a criminal. Shows. I know how to not do this. Like, I Amen. would not. I'm not like the car there's a the broken taillight anyway the point is um and it's a different show the point is uh he needs Olivia Pope on the job what he's what he's doing ironically is what what he's not doing which is what he should be doing is ironically what Wade did for him when he came to Miami so the first year Mm. it wasn't a disaster but the finals were a disaster as we remember and everyone was crushing LeBron and he, the, the, you know, the, the big three, it's a disaster and bah, ah, 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 a failure. And the whole world was against them. Mm-hmm. And um, we all know how that ended. Right I mean, uh, it also ended twice before. It did end. How, but, how, many, how, many, before, how many they predict? How many, but, they predict? how many championships they predict? A lot, a lot more than we actually okay, got. But okay, we did so, get two and go to four straight finals, okay. which I think by anyone's uh, yeah. standard is a success. Yeah. So. I'd agree. The, the the point is, is that Wade had to take a backseat to LeBron. Mm-hmm. And looking at it now, it's like, well, yeah, of course. I mean, it's LeBron James. Of course you take a backseat to LeBron. That, 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 that was Wade's team. Right. He already had a championship. Mm-hmm. He was in his prime, or LeBron wouldn't have come in the first place. Because everyone wants to talk about his creaky knees. Like, so LeBron's signing up for an aging superstar. Like, no. Wade was in his prime. Right. Bosch was in his prime. LeBron was in his prime. So don't rewrite history. And, and Wade taking a back seat to LeBron changed 
NBA history. It changed life for LeBron. It changed LeBron's whole legacy because now he had he had a ring. Right. And that's what LeBron needs to be doing right now. Mm. If you're going to learn anything from this season, yeah. it's that this whole I'm separate from the team and it's King James versus the world and you know I make all the decisions up top and I don't I'm not one of the people anymore and it's like mogul Hollywood me I who's going to get in the car with me no 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 who's going to drive the car with me and not like driving Miss Daisy I'm in the back seat you're my chauffeur right. like you're the one who's going to drive right. the car let's pack this car like a clown car get everybody we can possibly get in to help save this franchise. I don't doubt that LeBron is going to come back in great shape. I don't doubt that he's going to work all summer. I don't mm -hmm. doubt that he is going to be good next year. But it's if you're going to bring in another player, the pitch can't be come play with me. It's come play for the Lakers, be the star yeah. alongside me. And I know that sounds crazy, but this is where we are in your career, LeBron. Like mm -hmm. that's just that's that's what has to happen. All this I me uh, my body, drive the car, I mean, ride in the car right. with me, like, no, 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 right. no, 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 no. You've got Giannis turning down Space Jam 2. That's different, because Giannis is different. Giannis is different, but he it's clearly but, doesn't understand Giannis, the magnitude Giannis of what could, that would do for his brand. Right, exactly, but yeah. he also does not care. Okay, yeah, so, that's why he's built and, and, he, and he's not the only one that's turned it down. Like, right. uh, that's just the one that we know of that's yeah. come out and put his name on it, like, I don't want to do that. Right. So, it's happening. Which is so, it just. Look, the blueprint's already there. Like you are, everything about Miami made LeBron's career. At me if you want, bro. It's absolute facts. He did not have a championship before he came to Miami. He learned the blueprint for how to win championships in Miami, and he and he is now he should Joy. be taking the blueprint for how to transition to this part of his career from Wade in Miami. Let me know when I start telling lies. Well, he okay. LeBron is clearly a control freak, and he needs to see. Potential, no, no, you're right. Potential to even to see who he could possibly let drive the car because he doesn't want the car to crash. He just didn't know that him no, no, driving no. the car this I'm, season was going to was I'm going to lead to a, a car crash. I'm 100 percent with you, but it's that time. Like I'm not saying that LeBron has you know walked off a cliff as far as his body goes. I'm not saying that this is this can't be salvaged. I'm not saying it's the end of the world. I'm just saying see the writing on the wall. Clearly, the backlash that you got from doing all these projects, whether they did or did not affect you, the optics of it did. Yeah. It's time to regroup. Start to re rebuild from the bottom. It's okay. It happens. Sometimes you just got to hit refresh. Right. And do it the right way. You already have the answer. I just gave it to you. Free of charge. Olivia Pope charges a lot. At least she does. seems like she does on the show. She's a very nice office. Well, I'll say this. He revealed in one of the interviews that LeBron, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Kuzma, they only played 22 games together. They were 15 and 8 during those games. Defensive rating at fourth in the NBA, offensive rating at seventh in the NBA while they played together. So Luke never really got a chance to see what that core could even do together. For sure. And, and so I want to say the injury, I do think the injury is a bit of a scapegoat because he's Hollywood and he's laying out narratives for people to feed into. But Luke really did mess up these lineups all season long. I mean, it the, was lineups, crazy the lineups the were, the lineups were wild, that's for sure. Like I said, the blame can go around to absolutely everyone, yeah. um, and and there's plenty of that that blame pie to go around. But I think in this situation, the injuries were the key element to why this all started started to fall apart and then snowballed into yeah. it. The answer is there. You've already seen someone do it. It's a perfect blueprint for it. Just take it. Plug and play. Do it. All right. Hear ye, hear ye. Game of Thrones haters are petty. Who here watches Game of Thrones? Raise your hand if you watch Game, The Thrones. 
Jeremy. I watched the final season, but I watched That's very disappointing. Wait a minute, you said you watched the final season of what? I read the books, I know. Oh, you read the books! I was about to say, I was about to say, 50-50 in this room feels weird. 50-50 in this room feels weird. Jeremy read the books and watched the final season. He's like, I don't watch, I don't know, I'm not sure. Daenerys? I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, we're on to you. Yeah, five, right. five out of, was it five out of three? Uh, uh, no, five not five out of three. Five out of four. No. Five of the people in the room, five have point. watched, four have not. That's more accurate. There you go. And it's actually three. There's eight people. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, you're confusing everyone. The point is, uh, if you don't watch Game of Thrones, it's not half and half. half. He's, he's read he the book. It's 64. Which actually counts for more than, than watching yeah, the show. Yeah, he read the books. That means you have to read. So, Ink on his fingers and shit. Right. All that. It's like this big. Like yeah. encyclopedias. They are big. It's like reading the dictionary. Yeah. So... Uh, anyway, which is uh, respectable. Good for you. Anyway, Game of Thrones season yes. 8 premieres mm-hmm. this Sunday. It's a very big deal. People Ooh. are throwing parties. Shout Ooh. out to my niece Mariah. She's throwing a party, a Game of Thrones party. She's a huge fan. Uh, I had a friend post on Twitter. I retweeted her. She has a full uh, Game of Thrones menu, oh, such man. as um, Red Wedding Cupcakes. Ooh, they and Mother of Dragon Wings. She ordered uh, the dragon eggs for her decorations, okay. like as candles. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. Um, people are very into Game of Thrones. Yes. And if someone calls you a nerd for that, just there's nothing else you can do but just yes. feel sorry for them because they are not a part of this experience. Right. Quick anecdote. I was taking an Uber this weekend, had a friend. Don't you know when the Uber driver like waits for you? Mm-hmm. Like somebody's in a car and everybody's waiting. It's real uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Michelle's in the Uber driver, Uber ride, or ride with Uber driver. It was an older black lady. My, me and my boy got in. We were kind of rambunctious. Later on, we started hearing about Game of Thrones. I told I told my buddy that Michelle doesn't watch Game of Thrones. And then the Uber driver just jumped in. All over it. Because I, 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 all I said was, I think it's only six episodes. And she's like, yeah, but they're going to be 120, episode, uh, 120 minutes each episode mm-hmm. at 202 hours. And yeah, it just went. It brings went, people went, together. Went. Everyone watches Game of Thrones. <laughs> all right, except for the people who don't watch Game of Thrones, which I don't understand. So it's, it, it, I get it. It's a very complicated show. Yes. And there's lots of weird names. Right. And I, I just wish people would stop saying like time period piece because... I don't remember the time when there was a three-eyed raven and uh, dragons. I do remember dragon time. And uh, no, you don't remember dragon time. Okay. Dragons, it's not, it's not a thing. <laughs> I hate Rammer time. I can't. I got the hat on, um, so I'm not doing it. Anyway, Rams up. Uh, anyway, the point is, Game of Thrones very serious thing, and yes. I'm very excited. There's odds. Yes. Uh, I don't usually gamble, but I am going to give Ashley some money to put because she's a gambler. Yes. Um, she's good at it too. Yeah, she's good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some money on my pick to win the Game of win What's Game that? of Thrones, win the Iron Throne. Uh, well, we talked about this before when yes. the odds came out. Now there's there's new there's new uh, people. New odds. Yeah. On on the on the odds. Let me see what we got here. Okay. So uh, Braun inexplicably is favored. That's not. Unexpl- no, that's, are these, these are not. Are these are not in order, huh? No, not no. These by, are not in order. Okay, so uh, I can't. I don't know. They're not in order, so I'm not going to tell you who it is. But uh, John and Daenerys's baby. Spoiler alert. Uh, I guess we're assuming that there's a baby. Oh, that. Oh. Okay. Oh. You know and what I'm saying? Auntie? And his auntie, auntie, auntie. I think they're they're related, but they yeah. don't care about that in Game of Thrones. There's plenty of incest. Yeah, um, true that. There's there, there's there's odds on that. That's interesting. Uh, Samwell's nonsense. Samwell's not winning. Uh, Samwell, he's the right. He's, he's a, so dead. Uh, how? So so dead this year. How? Um, Night King. Mm. A.K.A. Bran. 
That's my theory. Uh, there's a lot going on there too. Yeah. Uh, I th- obviously everyone wants to pick Jon Snow. I'm I'm sticking with my pick. What are the numbers on these? I don't I don't know how to read this stuff. I don't know. Uh, plus something. Cersei something. is going to win the Iron Throne. Yes. She has. Oh, oh, Mr. I don't watch the show. She has the top eye. Jeremy, oh, no. Mr. I don't watch the show. It's something to Jamie say now. Jamie Lannister. Oh. Yeah, Jamie Lannister's odds too. Uh, no, Cersei's going to win. Yes. Cersei is evil and she is undefeated evil. Plus, she's got short hair. How do you think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't even. How do you think the Night King does not win? Like, remind me of that. Because, look. Here's the thing. I know Game of Thrones is... Because he got an ice dragon Game now. Of Thrones, Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, he does have an ice dragon, but uh, um, Daenerys has two dragons. So two versus one, winner is two. And I just, I don't know. I, th- I don't I don't think it, they're going to lose. I, I think every, a lot of people are going to die, obviously, because Game of Thrones is how, it's how it works. Right. But I don't think that they can leave us with in the ends with the bad guys winning. Who are the bad guys? What do you mean? The White Walkers. C- Cersei is the bad guy. No. She can, oh, she's you gonna, doing though? We're on the same she's team. She's going to turn baby They're breathing. Face. I'm telling They're you. They're breathing. We're on the same team. I'm telling you, she's going to turn baby face. Remember, J- you hated Jamie Lannister. Jamie Lannister's the reason why Bran can't walk. Remember? I'm okay, I'm okay with Jamie. See, now that he got uh, one hand. That's what I'm saying. So, cool. so, so characters can turn. Everyone hates Cersei right now. She's going to turn, and she's going to win Game of Thrones. She's okay. going to win the Iron Throne. They put out... Well, it's actually she's already on the Iron Throne, but she she's going to keep the Iron Throne. She is. So they put they put out the 21 episodes you have to watch before season You're 8. You're so annoying. I, he's, can he's we just have sleep. our moment? Okay? Can we just nerd out for five seconds? nuts. No, we sound don't. Absolutely no. no, we don't. General population. Oh, my goodness. We're doing it on the podcast. It's, it's the most, we have a popular yeah, podcast, yeah, and that's why we're doing it. Exactly. And we watch the show. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back to that. This is the face he's making. So no, I make listen. This is the face I made when I put when they put out which twenty one episodes today. They put out today which twenty one oh, hours yeah, of television <laughs> to watch no, 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 in no. in preparation for Sunday's no. pre premiere. I haven't premiere. planned on rewatching any of the episodes except for Battle of the Bastards because my niece sent me that uh, sent me that she watched the other day and that's a great episode. I might rewatch that and maybe the last episode of the, of last season just so I feel in yeah, the mode. That's all. That's all. I'll say this. But as far as twenty one episodes, definitely not well, rewatching that. We should be offended because they only list one episode to rewatch in season five so that whole that whole year was a waste of time never gonna get that time back episode eight literally the only one they say rewatch from season five like what the hell I don't how dare they season five is but all i know is uh, it's an excellent show i'm so excited as is the rest of the world if you want to jump on board i don't know how to tell you to even begin to do that yeah but it's gonna be like one of those like the wires like people watched it people didn't watch it actively or gonna watch it later i was like that was pretty good yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, but you're just not going to get to ride the wave of you know Game of Thrones parties and you know all those things. Yeah, and oh, and that, that new TV Game of Thrones looks fantastic on it. <laughs> A whole whatever time period we in, I'm there in the living room with that TV. I love okay. when people refer to Game of Thrones as like as a, as a historic show. I'm is. like totally. <laughs> It is. It is. It is a timepiece. It is not a timepiece. Yes, it is. It is not. When's the last time Dragonstone was around? <laughs> exactly. It does not. It's not around anymore. Things happen. I mean, what's the most egregious thing that happens in Game of Thrones? Is it like the that's the, historical fiction? The little yeah, the little the little people that live in the tree where he like stays and chills with the guy oh, the in the tree. People? Yeah, forest people. What, yeah, I don't even know what the equivalent what that is. What was that? It was like 600 AD? Like, yeah. Because they're not still around now. No, they're not. Caveman? No. Yeah. No, there's some holes in it as a historical <laughs> fictional piece. There's some holes. Anyway, I'm excited. It's time for Hikey Loki. So I've been scolded about not having a song for Hikey Loki. 
What do you, what do you want? What do you want to? What do you want to create one? So right I now? don't read comments. I've had one comment about them not liking <laughs> High Key Loki because there's no We're song. In there. I gotta start. You know what okay. I'm saying? Okay, I gotta, I gotta start filtering out the bad ones just in case Joy looks. Okay, let me say, uh, what, do you, what do you want to do? I mean, we're just gonna do it. Um, you just said we gotta sing a song. No. It's high. Key, key. All right. That was awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, high key, uh, Kyle Corver is a writer now. <laughs> and uh, low key, book deal. low key, he and Prince of Privilege are, are, are vibing. It's Heller's birthday. Yes. Um, perfect day for us to talk about um, privilegedness. So we, we joke with Heller um, because uh, he is white yes. and he's a man and he yes. hates that about himself. He has hella white guilt. I mean, so much. So yes. much white guilt. Um, the appropriate pre- amount, maybe too much. Sometimes. I present a great target in this room, though. And so that's, <laughs> yeah. that's how I. Uh, that's well, how you I. You are literally, uh, you are the representation of your culture in this room. Right. Actually. And Which also speak, is a great thing for this podcast. Speaking yeah. of targets and him being white. As long as you say something embarrassing about him, his face turns red and makes like yeah, an actual. Yeah. yeah, we saw that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, I won't. I won't put you on the spot again. Um, although it was wonderful. Yes. Uh, yes. All right. Well, okay. Congrats. So Kyle Corver wrote a, uh, in all seriousness, a piece um, yes. for the Players Tribune mm-hmm. called "Privileged," and it started talking about the incident with um, Thabo, Thabo Cephalosha in mm-hmm. New York when the police broke his leg, and then he went on to talk about uh, the more recent situation with Russ because um, he's in Utah, and right. obviously we all discussed at length. That situation with Russ and the fan in Utah. And basically he covers how he feels about being a white man and a white basketball player in America today. And he's really starting to take accountability for what that means and the impact that he can have on actual change. And so your initial reaction was... Well, you didn't even read it yet. Well, I, and so I, you, you brought out. it up in the in the ideas meeting, yes. and then I read the first. I'm going to say six or eight paragraphs. You grazed. Okay. Let's no, call no, no, no. I, re- I read. I read the first six or eight, but it's broken up into like two sentences yeah, at a time. Too. Right. Well. For sure. Yeah. yeah there's. Right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and I initially was very apprehensive. Yes. Um, because I think, although like his heart's in the right place, but like blah. He's like he's like this white apologist stuff like right I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm true to like this someone, you new to this it, like I, I, here's my here's my that like, was his yeah that's what I'm saying that's <laughs> what I mean. my my pushback against it is like for in 2019 for Kyle Corver who has had the exposure to black people right. as long as he has being a football or being sorry being a basketball player someone in professional athletics period for him to make this realization now like obviously we don't want to condemn. Like he needs to talk about. It. I'm glad it's spoken about. Right. But it it's it's one of those first black mayor things or like first like you know it's like wait you a minute. You feel like he should he doesn't deserve too much credit for realizing this. I don't I don't I know was, about I, don't I was know surprised. Be, I was I don't know I guess if he should be pleasantly doing it. surprised. Here, I don't even know if I was pleasantly surprised, but I was surprised that it was uni- pretty much universally accepted as like like people like were like people thing. were like not perfect but good. Yeah, my thing is he but shouldn't like, get credit for this. Anyway. Yeah, okay, so there's no, no credit deserved right, to be given. Right, but here's the thing: the I don't think if you read the piece, I don't think he's asking for credit. No, he's I not. I think he's what not. he's doing is acknowledging that while he's always felt like he was woke, he never really actually examined his own reactions to things <sighs> and the depth of how people that he calls brothers are affected by this every single day right. and how while he may not be responsible or he may not be guilty of 
you know, the sins of his ancestors, which I think is how he put it, he is responsible for them, which is right. which I'm sure triggered a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's right. And so I don't think that he deserves credit isn't the isn't the right word. It's impactful and it's important. And what I think is and this is where I kind of get into it with people who, who had some pushback is that you can't ask people to change and wake up and acknowledge suffering mm-hmm. and acknowledge uh, people being marginalized and racism and sexism uh, and discrimination. You can't want people to do that. And then when they do it, be like, what took you so long? Right. You know, we know yes. it took you a long time. It's it's taking yes. everyone a really long time. We're yeah. there, okay? It's I, 2019. Yeah. We're still having this conversation. It's taken everyone a really long time. Right. But you, ha- so it's not that you deserve credit, but it's like, great. Thank you for saying yes. that. You yes. don't. You don't. You don't need a parade. Right. You know, you don't have to make a big deal about it. And which mm-hmm. I don't think he's asking at all. No. All he's saying is that right. he has a responsibility, and as a whole, other white men need to have a responsibility right. to not ignore what's happened. And that's that's what a lot of people really feel marginalized. It's like no one's asking for special treatment. We're asking for equal treatment. We're asking right. for you to just the bare minimum start for any type of change. Right. Like what do they say? Like if you want to, the first step is admitting you have a problem. Right. Like stop denying that there's a problem yes. because that's what infuriates people. It's yeah. like you don't, you, you're denying that I even have a problem when you've never experienced 1% of what I'm dealing with. And, and I, and I think that that's what was important about what he wrote. And he articulated that well here and I guess it was a weird role reversal where I guess I speak very bluntly about the black man journey in America you know obviously living it my entire life and and thinking about it critically and through the eyes of the people around me as well for that to be flipped in those accurate words to speak very bluntly about being a white man in that situation and that exposure I think that was the thing that was kind of jarring for me it's like damn like he's writing these sentences that I feel like I processed and made decisions off of at a very, very early age in America as a, what, 33-year-old white, like, however old he is. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think that was the thing for me. I don't want I don't, I don't, I don't want to condemn the action or the words because I think he put it very well and he actually ended it saying, now I need to shut up and listen, which is yep. the message for everyone. Right. But it was a little jarring to hear the realization when it's something that I just live and breathe on a day-to-day right, basis. Right, well, because it's, it's you assume, like you said earlier, that he spent so much time around right. black people and black men yeah. that this should be something that you just get. Right. But sometimes people just don't get it. No. And and so I I don't, again, credit's not the word I want to use. Right. I thought it was important and I thought it started a good conversation and of course most of the pushback that I saw was from white people, um, which is I think the point, the whole point so he's loud. trying to make. is like, on, well, So loud with them keys, white oh, people. Oh, so loud. <laughs> Yikes. I am not <laughs> Responsible for anything. Yeah. I refuse to acknowledge uh, your suffering I, I, in any form. Yep. Uh, but schools, anyway, I it schools are ruining their kids too. You don't like um, being told think, what to care about. As simple as it is. Uh, no, you, nobody likes being told what to care yeah. about. It's about you don't have to care about something as much as you just have to acknowledge it. Yes. Like don't you don't nobody's asking you to give money or like you know like lift a finger. Mm-hmm. If you just lift a like a eyeball. You yeah. know, that's just that's enough to get it started. Um, although we'd appreciate more, obviously. Uh, all right. High key wrestling is huge. Woo! Huge. Uh, and low key, we're all in. Right. 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Booger so Kofi, eating and all. Kofi Kingston. Okay. Admittedly, I used to call wrestling fans booger eaters. That is, <laughs> on, that is on the record. So I'm not going to deny podcast. that. Look um, at uh, episodes 14 to 32. She probably said it twice. Uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> but I said a lot in Miami because my co-host is a huge wrestling fan and yeah. it's like takes his sons to uh, wrestling events all the time. Although I've always loved interviewing wrestlers. Sounds like a great because father. Wrestling, yeah, he is. Uh, wrestling wrestlers are always on and they are the absolute best interviews you will ever do because that's what they do for a living yeah. is perform. So they're awesome, awesome interviews and I'm always down for good content. Yes. Um, but Kofi Kingston won. He was the mm-hmm. highlight of WrestleMania. He won the WWE Championship. Second African-American never do that to Ooh. The Rock. Um, Becky Lynch beat Ronda Rousey. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm listening. I'm listening. Continue, please. Uh, she beat Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair, okay. who Colin Coward has a Twitter crush on. <laughs> yes. um, Charlotte Flair, man, what a life that must be to be Ric Flair's daughter and then be uh, like a superstar wrestler, too. I mean, okay, with, let me just say this. That is expected within the family. One of my groomsmen, Harold Hogue, his dad was a WCW wrestler ice train and his like godfather is like booker t washington like diamond Dallas, like literally grew what? up in the in thing like has been booker McMahon t had, and had, his had lots of facetime right and it, and it was and when he decided not to go into wrestling it was a huge deal oh, and they yeah. were very upset like harold are you not going to go to the front office like what, like they want to keep that stuff in family which well, is so course. funny he like grew up with like he grew up around these people that's crazy um yeah. well it's the production is insane it looked. It, I, I really do. I do really do want to go to WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, Best concert you ever. Been I to. want someone to, uh, to to break a chair over my back, so I can do the thing. We we gotta we gotta get. Some but it's of that gonna stuff. hurt. It depends on what the chair is. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it hurts. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to do the real or fake thing, but there's no, some no, breakaway no, no. chairs no, that's out a, there. It's important that we do that actually because the, like wrestling has completely rebranded itself and. It is real in that, like, you are actually doing physical activity. You yeah. are actually jumping from ropes onto a mat, Bleeding onto a human head, person. Things like, like the things are real. Right. The outcome is scripted. I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't want to get, you Sometimes know. Sometimes they improvise, though. I, I think, Joey, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, you, of course you improvise. Like, if, if, if a move is not working, you can't just do the move and hurt yourself. I want to be on record saying that out loud. You know what I'm saying? What people do you mean? Out, they that's, that's out a fact. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I, I, I'm all in. Um, I, my, I, I mean, growing up, I loved wrestling. Of course. Hulk Hogan was my favorite. Obviously, I had to abandon that, as we know. <laughs> um, but I loved Andre the Giant, Ric Ooh. Flair. Woo! I mean, yeah. It's, it, it, it's fun. I think we need wrestling Mankind. aliases. Do we need gold names? Rush? What think, would I my think. wrestling name be? Or Gold Dust. Did you did you see Fighting with My Family? No. I mean, no, not yet. It's a good movie. I will see it. No, now. it's a legitimately good movie. I bet it is. It is. Yeah, the, Rock, bi- the Rock is very good in it too. Um it's a true story. <laughs> I have to think about that. Leave it in the comments what my wrestling name should be. And Brandon's. Yeah, Brandon's too. I mean, mine's uh uh Black Lavender. Black Lavender. I think so. Mark yeah. Henry, Dark Checks with Chocolate, Rafiki. Like, that's my style of, you know, like the big show, like big and tall. Big and tall. <laughs> Not bad. Big, More big than tall. Double X. Mm. We'll, 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 we'll mull it over a little more. Okay, yeah. Leave, leave it in the comments. Yeah, comments, 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 comments. All right. Um, high key Aaron Rodgers also needs Olivia Pope. Yeah. Uh, low key, if he's looking for Greg Jennings, he's an analyst on FS1. Ooh. Same um, number. She has the same number Man. also. Same house. Uh, here's the thing. I'm sure you've been there, Aaron. Uh, I'm sure you visited. I don't know, actually. Um, so Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy were involved in this 
very fiery Bleacher Report manifesto. You just smear it. Um, it was crazy. And and my my big takeaway from the whole thing, like I crushed Mike McCarthy saying he was like getting massages when he was supposed to be in meetings, which is just you know whatever you want to make of that. And then Aaron Rodgers like being told don't be the problem when they brought in uh, Lafleur as the coach. It's just not. It doesn't look good for either one of them. Looked a whole lot worse on McCarthy than Aaron Rodgers. Right. But the bottom line is. It's clear that this relationship had deteriorated and it was time. Yeah. So that was my big takeaway. Like, okay, lots of interesting things in there on both sides, but at the end of the, it seems like they made the right decision to move right. on from McCarthy. I don't think McCarthy is a bad coach, and I think this article is probably going to keep him from getting another head coaching job, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is now, he called it a smear attack, and he said that the writer, Tyler Dunn, used mostly irrelevant and bitter players, and he disputed that he was told not to be the problem moving forward. He also, as I said earlier, called out Greg Jennings, saying, where do you see these guys if they're not talking about me? Here's the thing, Aaron. And I like Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I I, yes. I I don't have any issue with Aaron Rodgers. I don't really have an issue with anybody. He's uh, down for the cause. Well, that's not true. There's like three people I have issues with. Yeah. But... Um, Here's the thing. Just say nice things. There's just times in life where nobody wants you to be defensive. Even if you feel compelled to defend yourself, just say nice things. Mm. McCarthy's gone. You're not going to change Greg's opinion of you. Okay, obviously, because you don't feel like reaching out to him and having a conversation with him. So right. clearly you aren't concerned about his opinion of you. Mm-hmm. So just say nice things. Just it's, it's, it's so simple. I mean, everyone knows quarterback speak. This story goes away as far as Aaron Rodgers is concerned if he just gets up there and goes, look, I didn't do everything the right way. Right. I feel guilty about you know some of the things that I've or interactions I've had with teammates. I certainly never meant to disrespect anyone. Sometimes things happen, uh, personalities clash, whatever the reason. I take full responsibility for anything that anyone feels negatively about me. I uh, I'm. I feel like I'm a good person. Clearly, I need to get better because, you know, some of the things are in this article, whether they're true or not, that's people's perception of me. And I'm not okay with that. I'm going to try and be a better person, a better quarterback, a better teammate, a better friend, a better brother, whatever. And I take full responsibility for anything that went wrong. Moving forward, I'm just hoping that, you know, fans can see me in a better light and that we have a we have a productive season. I'm looking forward to, to working with LaFleur and my teammates now. And I wish McCarthy the best. Oh. And... You know, it just in general, I, I know I can be better and I'm going to be better. Joy. It's done. Joy. That's it. I didn't that even, was, I, there's no notes. No, say say no, swear there's was, one note about no, that. Right? that I was, just did that it. Was, it freestyle. I need to be a fixer. No, I, I was like, that, that was pretty business. good. That was pretty good. But I'm in the wrong business. But Joy, did you not say that quarterback speech is done? It's a wrap. That's the thing of the past. No, I didn't. Then you like like Baker Mayfield, like all these. You, like, if you, you can choose people. to not do quarterback speak, but quarterback speak is always smart. It's boring, but it's smart, and that's not even quarterback speak. That's just like basic PR. Don't be defensive in a situation where everyone's piling on you. It's not even worth disputing. Who cares? Yeah. McCarthy is clearly the one who looks worse. So what? You look like a diva. Ooh. Yeah. You're the it's, starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Right. You're Aaron Rodgers. Of course people are going to say you're a diva. Right. And, it's, and guess what? It's you're not going to win everybody over. Everybody's not going to like you. Right. All right? Yeah. I'm happy if like two people like me. Yeah. All right? It's not – and that wavers. All right? <laughs> it's really not that big of a deal. Like just be nice to people and take responsibility for it. Even if you don't believe it, just swallow it. Because in the end, it's going to do, do such a big favor for you. Like it's it, – I know that this is like psychologically messed up. 
but by being nice, you're actually benefiting yourself. So if you're a selfish person, this yeah. makes perfect sense. Like what you're doing is just damaging Ooh. yourself. You're being selfish anyway. So why don't you just be selfish and help yourself at the same time? And I don't know, maybe help your teammates and maybe help out Mike McCarthy a little bit and just stop pouring gasoline on the situation. Everyone's already talking about it. He could just kill it. Just dead it. It's no. so easy. No, you just killed that. No, I couldn't even say I, I'm sorry. I even pushed back before. You're right. Thank you. I just I feel like I have more to say, but I don't need to. <laughs> loser power rankings. Loser power rankings. These are the losers of the week. Okay, so Augusta National. Uh, the Masters are when? This weekend? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they, soft, the yes. women played it. Yeah, that was very soft, yes. The <laughs> women uh, played a competitive round at Augusta National for the first time ever. I don't, I mean, we should clap, but like. Also, like, how long have women existed? It's in losers. So it's in losers because, like, certain things, like the first woman Um, ever. It's like okay. Seems like it's still annoying to hear. Like first, first, first black anything is annoying to hear. First woman is annoying to hear. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's you know it's still a thing. Obviously, we know that we we talk about the privilege thing all Mm -hmm. the time. Kyle Corver talked about it today. Um, But the Masters are particularly always been a thing that's sort of just been like, mm. it's just one of those things in sports that everyone holds in this high regard. And it's like, anytime anyone speaks too highly of the Masters, I'm like, oh. High brow, white brow. Yeah, you're like, you're like, oh, are you a big fan? Oh, you're a big fan of the Masters? Oh, you really, you you really like your time at Augusta? I gotta, I got I have to double down on my wokeness this week and weekend because I really like watching the Masters. It's not, yeah, so it is. Not proud. Okay, well, I'm good at golf. No, 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 I'm not saying you can't watch mascot. the Masters. I'm saying like, like the, the Masters yeah. in general. To me, I've always been like, am I the only one who finds this to be like, I don't know, offensive? They did not elitist. let black people in Augusta until 1990. Yeah, but they got special cheese sandwiches with pimento cheese. Yeah, so. I know. The hot dogs are very cheap. They're very affordable. Nah, when, All you right, say, so, when you say again, black people let in since 1990. That was 29 years ago. Ain't no joke after that. That's crazy. That's wild. Do you know what the, you know what the tagline Egregious. is for the Masters? A tradition unlike any other? Oh, yeah. We get it. Yes. Message received. A tradition like America before all you guys complicated things. Is essentially I the mean, message. I just like come on, it's, um, all right. Anyway, um, next loser is this uh, Michael Avenatti guy, aka Snitch Central. Yes. All right. So he was arrested. He, first of all, he's the lawyer. He was the lawyer for Stormy Daniels. She obviously fired him. Wise decision. Um, he was arrested in March for allegedly threatening ex, um, extortion against Nike, mm-hmm. um, claiming that he, you know, had all this information about Nike paying kids and whatever. So he tried to extort them for like twenty million dollars or something. Didn't work. Bad idea. Nike, pretty powerful company, got some people on their side. Um, so now he's trying to say like, uh, or he's alleging that former Nike executives bribed Zion Williamson and more than a hundred other elite level players with payments before attending college. He says Zion's mother received payment from Nike that was sent to a fake consulting firm. And the thing about it is, can you just please stop talking? Because nobody thinks this is cute. No one. First of all, no one cares. The whole world, no one cares. Have you? I honestly don't think I know a person who I was like, did you know that <laughs> that this this top the best basketball player in all of college basketball? You know, the, Nike gave his mother some money. Can you believe? Can you believe that? I would argue. I don't know someone a, that would be like. You don't know how them. How could she? You don't know them, but they exist. 
Do they? I, I really, so. I don't. I would think I would have a hard time finding them. I think most people would be like, well, yeah, don't those kids play for free and like they can't get summer jobs because they took scholarships and then, you know, the, the NCAA yeah. makes billions of dollars off their likeness and yes. ratings and advertising. Yes. Jersey sales, you know, all those things. Isn't that kind of how that's all set up? Yeah. So is it really that big of a deal? No, it's really not. I understand there has to be some things set right. in place, and uh, I get it, all right? But the, the, the bottom line is no one cares about this. Stop snitching. You look bad, and uh, no one cares. And the bottom line is there's no way to take this out of, of amateur sports unless you take shoe companies out of amateur sports. And the last time I checked, you need shoes to play basketball, so that's not happening. All right, finally, <laughs> speaking basketball. of amateur athletes, so Saban is all in his feelings, all right? Yeah. Nick Saban, uh, king of college, college football, uh, he is, he's issued a warning Okay, that um, that all but the top ranked players leaving for the NFL draft. Um, the person that loses in that is the player. He referenced um, Ronnie Harrison, who was an Alabama safety, who was selected in the third round. And he claims that had he not left so early for the NFL, he would have been selected much, much higher and be making much, much more money. Okay. First of all, the third round is a completely respectable round to go in. If your agent is saying you'll probably go in the third round, Take your ass to the draft. Yes. Like, what do you mean? What gym. are you talking about? Yes. This, it's time. Done with the college, Start right? Taking tests, Goodbye. Tests. Adios. Yeah. College. It's yeah. the what? The, what? Since when did the third round become some scrub round? What yeah. are you talking about yeah. here? Like, it's 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 full NFL draft mode. Yeah. Your, your agent's like, dude, you might go in the seventh. You're probably going to go undrafted. You maybe stick around another year. What if he stays and blows his knee out or his shoulder? What? What if he just has a bad year and his draft stock goes down? You're not fooling anybody, Nick. What this is really about is the XFL. And he's very concerned because the XFL is not, does not have a age limit, obviously mm. 18. So he's afraid that these players, some of his players, are going to go and play in the XFL and then go on to the NFL and he's going to lose recruits. Wah, freaking wah, bro. Right. Look at college basketball. It's kind of how these things work now, all right? Yeah. Like, kids are kids are aware that they can make money. Guess what? Everybody doesn't have their mansion paid for by Alabama boosters making $8 million a year in Tuscaloosa. Some of those players do, but I just want to say that. Man, uh, they ain't living like Nick Saban, all right? No, no. All right, they, they might be living better than other college football players, and no. not living like Nick Saban. No. All right, this is this is this is very disingenuous by him. Nobody's buying this, and this whole this is such a it's it, it's it's I'm on to all of you, all right? This whole tactic, like everyone freaking out about one done. Don't get rid of the one and done rule. A college basketball will end. All how many college basketball players do you think there are? <laughs> All 20,000 college basketball players will declare for the NBA draft. There will be no one to play the sport. How shall I fill out my bracket? Can everyone just relax for five seconds? Okay. Yes, you're going to have a couple players here and there who probably shouldn't declare for the draft that will. And guess what? The players that come behind them that say, hey, you know what? Mm, maybe, uh, maybe I do need another year of college. Or the parents are going to be like, maybe, you know what? Maybe play one more year. You still need to develop a little bit. Or an agent, you know, or a friend, or their coach. But everyone's not just going to freak out and start going to the XFL. I promise you. And yeah. everyone's not just going to freak out and declare for the NBA draft right out of high school. Yeah. Everyone just calm down. Yes. Stop, you know what? It's really actually, it's very offensive that they think that kids are just just mindless and they're just going to just throw away their, like all, all of them are just going to throw away their future. College basketball is going to be fine. Nick Saban, you're going to be fine. You know what you really need to start worrying about? Clemson. That's what you need to be worried about. I was about, about to say, this sounds like a nice excuse for why he's going to lose the next four 
championship not, or as long as Tyler no, Lawrence no, no, is no, there. No, 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 because it's not working with me. And I ain't got to do nothing with no XFL. Okay. All right, just relax. Nobody, nobody's gonna cry any rivers for you. Yeah, please. Yeah, I, I think it's un. It, what I get disrespect. What's it? I take offense to is they think that there's this many play great players, quality players. They're able to play at the next level like that. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's like, a lot of people like me out there. We out here. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Some people just can't stay on their feet. You know what I mean? Like, the liability to the other teammates if they're out there on the practice field. I'm just saying. What was your guess? How many current college she basketball players? She said 20,000. I, yeah, I said 20,000. probably an Two, exaggeration. Yeah. Well, 4,000, 500. I mean, all, oh, like Division two. Four th- she may have said 2,000. I may have No, I said 20,000. 20, she said 20,000. So you said it's four? 4,500. Oh, well. yeah, I was a little off. Whatever. <laughs> Price of all, our rules were All 4,000 to 5,000 players are not declaring for the NBA drafts no. right out of high school. It's not going to happen. No. Shout out to LiAngelo. All right. What's in the culture report this week? Today, Little Nas X officially has the number one song in the hey! country. Hey! As of today, Old Town Road has climbed to you the... You haters. <laughs> Well, for that, Old Time Row has climbed to the number one spot in not only the Hot 100, but the Hot Rap Charts, the Hot R&B and Hip Hop Song Charts, and the R&B Hip Hop Digital Sales Charts. This is important because the song was originally removed from the Hot Country Songs list, and Billboard may be walking that back in the future. A rep from Billboard said, Billboard welcomes the excitement created by genre blending tracks such as Little Nas X's Old Town Road and will continue to monitor how it is in the market and how fans respond. Our initial decision to remove Old Town Road from the hot country song charts should be revisited as these factors evolve. I emphasize today because today is actually Little Nas X's birthday. Hey, hey, turned 20 today. It's a privilege. Yes, as a black kid. Nas X. Yes, as a black kid from Louisville, Detroit. I love this song. What do you think about America's favorite country trap hit? Um, I love it. It's, I love it. What's what's the I think not to like? There's nothing not to like. I rather have a Wrangler big conversation about that. Wrangler My Booty is maybe my favorite line uh, of any Ugh, song ever made. Wrangler Cowboy Hat from Gucci. Yeah. And my life it's, is a move. It's, it's wonderful. Oh. It's wonderful. And throwing, uh, so throw, throwing the goat Billy Ray Cyrus on it was uh, just an amazing I mean, move. I mean. Thank you, Oh. I mean. I mean, that mullet. Let's, let's say this. Let's say this. Billy Ray Cyrus is actually. Billy Ray Cyrus is actually just dad of the year because. Miley, who is always looking for some some love from the hip hop community, basically <laughs> forced him into that studio. Oh yeah, and that made was him that was a, that, it, it looked a little bit like there's a lot going on there. Yeah, it was, I don't know how happy Billy Ray Cyrus hey. looked to be in the picture. No, he I, was totally into it. I, I, he, he was into the right. He was into it, and and the hair is a, a vast improvement, Billy. Yes. Um, I, I love all of it. I think it's great. It's been like the theme of the uh, NCAA tournament yes. too, which so has been good. fun. And it's just a fun song. All right, thanks to Eddie House for joining us. Uh, good stuff with him. Yes. Um, and make sure that you follow us on our YouTube. Well, subscribe on YouTube yes, at Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast, mm-hmm. Spotify. We are on SoundCloud, yes. Apple Podcasts, yep. and iHeart Media app. Yeah. iHeart Media app. Yes. Yeah. Um, so in all those places, there's no excuse not to listen. Share with your friends. Leave yes. comments. Uh, give us our wrestling names, or we'll to make suggestions. We will decide. Brother. Obviously. Right. Um, and give Heller one too. Um, Ashley too. Oh yeah, Ashley uh, and Ari. Who? Yeah. Who wants, who wants I, wrestling sh- names? Everybody I mean, wants wrestling names. Everybody wants wrestling names. Yeah, Jeremy. I think Prince of Privilege Donnie. works already though. 
Prince of Privilege does actually work, yeah. You could just always come out in a suit. Yeah, theme song. I mean, yeah, yeah. You need like, you need, nah, that suit with like a wooden bow tie Bells is really. And is that's that's more your. Uh, Get my American Psycho on. Your um, your speed. Anyway, um, happy birthday again to Heller. Happy yes. birthday again to Michelle yes, and um, so Newman Show ninety nine. Check out Friday mornings. Uh, Brandon is posting Brandon Newsman. They maybe I'm crazy updates because you know yes. we do once a week, so uh, a lot of stories uh, happen, a lot of turnover. So um, check those out. Yep. If you subscribe on YouTube, you will get those when they post. Mm-hmm. And follow Matt Newman Show ninety nine, Joy Taylor Talks, and follow all of our pages at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod. Catch you mm-hmm. next week. Bye. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. Ooh.